Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. So glad that you're here today. Today we are wrapping up our message series called The Domino Effect. We've been talking about uh, the domino effect that giving has in our lives because when we give, it literally sets in motion a chain of events that God uses to not just bless our lives, but to bless the lives of people way, way, way on down the line. Now, I've said this every week and I need to say it again, okay? Giving is not a money issue, okay? Giving is a spiritual issue because look, it's not like God needs money. No, we need to hear about money because God wants every part of our lives to be yielded to him, including the area of money, okay? So we wrap it up today by talking about the why behind the what. Why is it so important that we trust God by giving, especially by tithing? And tithing just simply means that you give the first 10% of your income to God. Well, I remember my very first lesson in life on giving, and here's how it went down. My parents came to me, and they gave me a Batman piggy bank, okay? Now, this isn't the exact piggy bank I got, um, but it's close, uh, because I looked on Amazon, like, they're still selling this thing, right? So, anyway, so they gave me a Batman piggy bank, and I, I, I look, I had to be, I was really small. I was like, I was like seven years old, okay? So, you know, about the size I am now. So, so they gave me a Batman piggy bank and they said, hey, Mike, we're going to start to give you an allowance. We're going to give you a dollar every single week. And by the way, we've calculated that's $4.46 in today's money, in case you wanted to know. But um, they gave me a dollar every week. And they said, but we're going to give it to you in four quarters. You're going to take one quarter and you're going to give it in the offering plate at church on Sunday because we want to teach you to give to God. We're going to give you a sec- the second quarter. You've got to put in your Batman piggy bank because we want to teach you how to save. The other two quarters are yours to keep, and you can spend them on whatever you want. Now, isn't it crazy what kids remember from their childhood, right? And I don't, I don't even know why I remember that story so vividly, but I do. And I think it's because my parents took the time to explain to me the why behind the what. And you know what? That's not for me. I've never had a problem with giving God 10% of my income. In fact, I mean, so I gave God 10% of my income, you know, when I was a little kid and I've always given him 10% of my income, whether it's my allowance or whether it was my first job as a bag boy at Albertsons to today when I'm a pastor. So I've always given God 10% of my income again, which is called a tithe. And I've never had a problem with it. Now, I didn't really understand as a child that my parents were actually forcing me to give God 25% of my income, (laughs) but you know, it's okay. It's okay. I'll just take it out of their Christmas present. It's fine. Um, And oh, and get this. I've also, I've always been a saver. Like I've always saved and and, and saved money. And I, I think that's goes back to what I learned with my Batman piggy bank as a kid, because I saw the value and benefit of saving and what it did. So I've, I've just, I've just always been a saver. Um, let's think about ourselves for just a minute. Let's drill it down to all of us. Because our heavenly father wants us to understand the why behind the what, okay? He tells us 
why he wants us to give to him. Because it's out of his great love for us that he tells us, because look, God doesn't have to tell us why. But because he loves you and he loves me so much, he says, I'm going to tell you the why behind the what. I'm going to tell you why I want you to give and why I want you to trust me. Because look, our Heavenly Father knows that there is nothing in this world that will compete for our hearts like money. God understands the inner turmoil that money can cause. He understands that it has such incredible power to take over our lives and dominate all of our thinking. And so... He tells us today why he wants us to trust him, why he wants us to trust him to give, especially when it comes to giving him in a a place called tithing. That means giving God 10%. Okay, so go ahead and plot your message though. So So let's just ask this question. Why? Why should I tithe? Why does God say I should trust him by giving, especially by tithing? Well, here's the first thing. Number one, it's because it's the antidote for materialism and greed. It's the antidote for materialism and greed. See, uh, there's a danger that money can actually have a reverse domino effect <clears throat> that if we don't give and we just keep it all, that money actually has a reverse domino effect in our lives that money begins to uh, uh, occupy everything for us. And that over time, we actually become more stingy and more miserly and um, less willing to give and more consumed with materialism and greed and thought. And by the way, those sorts of things don't get better with age. They get worse, right? I mean, we all know people who are stingy and they don't get better over time, do they? No, because look, materialism is all about how much I can get. And the only antidote for that is to give. Look what Jesus himself says in Luke chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus says this, it says, no servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can, and underline this, you cannot serve both God and money. Look, Jesus knows that there is nothing in this world that will compete for your heart like money. Nothing in this world competes for our hearts louder and more consistently and worth more draw than money. And so what's the antidote? The only antidote is to give. That's it. And because look, when you give, when you give, it begins to loosen the grip that money has on your heart. Well, then that begs the question, well, like, well, well, God, how much do I have to give in order for that to happen for me? How, how, what, what does it take? Well, this is why our Heavenly Father asks us to give him the first 10% of our income. In the Bible, that is called a tithe, T-I-T-H-E. And it just simply means to give the first tenth of your income to God. And look, I, I, I could have said that number at like 12% or or 15%. I mean, he could have said it at any number. But I think the reason that God said it at 10% is because there's just something about 10% that it is enough to loosen the grip that money and materialism can have on a heart. So I'm telling you, it frees you 
And Jesus says, it frees you from the love of money. And what does it free you to do? It frees you to love God. Because Jesus says, you cannot love both God and money. You can only love one. That's what he says. So let me offer you the tithe challenge one more time. This is the last time I'm going to offer it because this is the conclusion of our series. And get this, we have already had 275 families take the tithe challenge in just two weeks. 275 families. That represents over a thousand people. That's unbelievable. So here's the tithe challenge. The tithe challenge is this, is that um, I want to make sure I get the wording right. Tithe to God through this church for three months. Tithe to God through the church for three months. And if at the end of that time, your life isn't more blessed in some way, we will refund your money. I mean, I don't know how much easier I can make it than that. I don't know how I can take any more fear out of it than that. It's a money back guarantee. Trust God. And I promise you, he will bless your life. Now, look, that may or may not mean that you'll actually get more money. I mean, it might. I hope it does. And it does for a lot of families. But look, God might choose to bless your life in some other way. And let's actually talk more about that in point number two, okay? So get this. Point number two is this. The second why behind the what is that giving and blessing are proportional. Giving and blessing are proportional. Look what Jesus says in this next verse. In Luke 6, 38, he says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured to you. So what Jesus is saying here, he's saying that giving and blessing are proportional. Okay, now look, I've I've got four buckets up here. Okay, I've got a one-gallon bucket, a three-gallon bucket, a five-gallon bucket, and a 10-gallon bucket. Okay, God says that whatever bucket you use to give to him, he will pour blessing back into your lap. Now, which of these buckets do you want God to use to pour out blessing in your life? Well, like, duh, I want the big one, right? Hello? Well, of course. And God says, well, great. If you want me to use the big one, you have to use the big one. Because whatever measure you use is the measure I will use to turn around and bless your life. So if you want God to use that one, you need to. So look, but if you say, okay, God, but look, I can only give you 1% of my income. Does that, is God still pleased? If you've never given anything before, you're like, okay, God, I'm going to just take that step. I'm going to start giving, but I'm going to start with just 1%. Does that please God? Absolutely it does. Will God bless your life? Absolutely he will. But it won't be like if you use that bucket. Okay? Now, stop your thinking right there. Okay? Because this is the point where people get all TV evangelism crazy. Okay? All right? So just hang on. This does not mean that you need to give in order to get. All right. And honestly, I think you're actually probably too smart to believe that anyway. Because if somebody ever says to you, well, if you give God a dollar, he'll give you 10. They're lying. That is, the Bible does not say that. God just says that he will bless your life. And what he says he'll do is he'll take the container you use. And so if he use that container, he'll take that container. And God says he'll shake it, make sure it's all down. He'll pack it down. And then he'll pour some more blessing in there. He'll shake it and pack it down some more. And then he'll Pile it up to its as he being. It won't hold anymore because, look, God is generous. He's generous. He'll hold as much, and then he'll pour out those blessings into your life. That's what he says he will do. That's, that's exactly what these verses are. 
And the reason that God is telling you that he'll do that is he wants you to know you're not just giving into an empty hole. God will pour blessing out in your life. And again, it may or may not be with money. I mean, it might be, and really for a lot of families it is. But it might be, it might be just that your marriage improves. It might be that you become more patient with your little children. It might mean that, you've got a, that you have a breakthrough with your teenager. It might mean that God gives you that gr- next great idea at work, and so that leads to you know, a promotion or a further career advancement. I, mean, I, I don't really know what, how God might bless your life, because look, you need to understand, there are some things in life that money just simply can't buy. So God says that he'll bless your life. And so he will use the container that you use, and that's the container he will use to bless your life. And when you trust God by giving whatever container you use, then that starts a domino effect that'll bless you. And whatever container you use is a container he will use because giving and blessing are proportional. They're proportional. That's what he says. And look, I know, look, I know the very first time that you write that check or the very first time you schedule it online, like it's a big number. I I mean, I know. And 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 it's super scary and it causes a lot of fear and a lot of turmoil. I get it. But look, in the long run, if your life is more blessed, then your life is more blessed. And look, you talk to anybody who's a tither, they'll all tell you the same story. Every person that tithes tithes regularly will tell you that 90% in God's hands goes farther than 100% in your hands. That 90% of your income blessed by God goes farther than 100% of your income not blessed by God. Everybody will tell you the same story. It's always the same. So listen, trust God. I'm telling you, trust God with whatever container you use that's the container he will use to bless your life back, okay? All right, so that brings us to this third point. Third point is this, is that tithing changes lives. Tithing changes lives. You know, I am so thankful for the people in Hickson, Tennessee, a suburb right outside of Chattanooga. Because there's a group of people there that gave faithfully to a church. And it, that's the church that I grew up in as a little kid. Um, and my family for a while, like we were just, for a long time, we were just very casual about church and about God and Christianity. I mean, we went some, we didn't go some. I mean, but there came a day, and I don't know all the details of what happened, but I'm telling you, God got hold of my parents and they became very committed to following Jesus with all of their lives. I mean, and so from that point forward, I promise you, like we never missed church. I mean, never missed. And it was about a year after that, after I'd heard about Jesus more and more consistently, it was about a year after that, that's when I became a Christ follower. And my brother did too. Well, two years later, our, my dad's job got relocated and we moved to Texas. Um, and then when I was in high school, God called me to go into the ministry uh, with my life. And so I went to Baylor and then I went to seminary. And then after seminary, God brought me to the Katy area. And several years after, after he brought me here, then he led me to start Parkway Fellowship. And I'm so thankful for the people at that church, because without that church in Hickson, Tennessee, without those people being 
faithful to give and to trust God, that church might not have ever have existed. And if that church had never existed, my family, we might not have ever gone to church. And if my family had never gone to church, I never would have heard about the message of Christ. And if I'd never heard the message about Christ, then I never would have got saved. And if I never got saved, then maybe none of this ever even happens. And so I am so thankful for those people at that church who were so thankful because I will bet you that virtually no one at that church has any idea that what they did years and years and years ago led to a little boy giving his heart to God. And then God took that little boy on a journey to eventually start a church like Parkway Fellowship that would literally change thousands of other lives. And when those people get to heaven, can you imagine that when they get to heaven, God's going to say, hey, look, when you trusted me by giving, look at all the people that are here now. Look at all the lives and all the families that you changed and all that happened with the domino effect of your giving way back then. I mean, those people are going to be super pumped because of you. And get this. Right now, there might be some little boy or some little girl back in our kids' ministry or back in our youth ministry that God is depositing seeds in their heart and life. And who knows that God might take one of those little kids to be a missionary or to maybe start a church or to maybe start a ministry organization that would yield thousands of other changed lives. And you might not ever meet that child this side of heaven, but when you step out of this life and you get to heaven, God will show you all that he has done through your trust in him. And when all of that happens, you will be so glad you gave. In fact, you'll probably wish you'd given more. I'm telling you, giving changes lives. Tithing changes lives. I'm telling you, It's incredible all of what God could do. Now, in order for that to happen, you have to do two things. First, you have to start giving. I mean, you have to give something, okay? And if you're ready to take the step and start tithing, then start tithing. The second thing that you've got to do is you've got to make sure that you're going to get to heaven yourself. And the way you get to heaven is you make sure that you've asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, to forgive you for everything you've ever done, and then committed your life to following him. Have you ever done that? You do that by praying a very simple prayer, asking Jesus to come into your life, to forgive you, and then commit to following him. There's a sample of that prayer. It's in your message notes at the bottom. If you've never prayed that prayer before, if you've never done it, please do it today. Take a moment and pray that prayer today. I'm telling you, it'll change your life, just like it did mine when I was a little boy. Okay, now look. At some point in time, giving tithing is going to become difficult. It's going to become a challenge. I mean, I'm telling you, it's going to happen because you'll you'll hit a financial crunch. You'll be in a financial crisis. Something will happen. I don't know what it will be, but I can tell you it'll happen. And, And that does not mean that God has left you high and dry. Okay. I mean, first off, sometimes things like that just happen in life. Sometimes that might mean that God is testing you to see, are you willing to stay faithful even during difficult times? And I'm telling you, when, that, when those kind of difficult times come, don't stop trusting God. That's when you need to trust God more. That's, that's, so don't stop trusting him by tithing, by giving. That's when you need God's blessing on your finances the most. 
So stay faithful. Don't start being disobedient then. And look, God will always pull you through. I promise. That's the story of my life. I mean, my life, I've had some financial ups and downs in my life, but God has always pulled me through. And I want you to just take my word for it. I want you to hear from a family in our church that has been tithing to God for more than 40 years. I want you to hear their story. I'm Jim Stanka. And I'm Geraldine. We were uh, core members at Parkway Fellowship. And the first coming together we really had as a church, I think there were only 37 of us, but we all got together and needed to either find the funds or we went to the bank and borrowed it, putting up collateral. And the whole group came together and did that and the church was launched. And from that uh, humble beginning of people really pouring their hearts out, uh, you see what Parkway has grown into today. It's been, it's, it's been a fun walk. I remember a specific instance um, in a church service it had to be 35 or 40 years ago now. And God did ask me very specifically, you need to start tithing. And talk about young and poor at the time, and it was in my heart, I wanted to, and I always knew I should be tithing. I was giving, but not tithing. And it bothered me that I wasn't, but it was easy to justify that I wasn't doing it when I was trying to raise children and pay the rent. But he made it very clear I need to start doing that. And to the best of my ability, I started doing it. Did I do it from week one to the full extent? No, but I did start that journey of learning to trust him. And I can honestly say from that point, is when everything in, in my life happened that really took off for the better financially and in every other way. I have to say, Jim is one of the most generous men I have ever known. And he has taught me so much about giving. There have been times in our life where we've been blessed. We have had the privilege after prayer of sharing with others. Most of the time it's been individuals. And it has been such a joy because sometimes there were things that the people that we shared with were face, facing financial burdens that we did not even know about. Once we shared with them what the Lord asked us to share with them, they didn't have a financial burden anymore. And for them, they saw God come and answer a very personal need in their life in a very personal and unique, unusual way that they never ever expected. I, I think I would say now we are joyful givers. The Bible says God loves a joyful giver and it's really our joy to give. And to be able to be a part of God's plan that way is super exciting. And just to have that joy and, and know that it's because the Lord laid it on your heart and, you, and you're obedient to go ahead and say, yeah, I'm not going to buy the grandkids another pair of shoes right now. I'm going to use it for this instead. The greatest blessing I have is knowing that my giving is part of people being saved, children being fed, and young ladies being freed from slavery. And if I don't give, I don't get to be a part of that. I would miss that huge blessing.
Now let's give them a hand. How cool is that, right? Holy cow. Wow. I mean, when you tithe and you trust God for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, that's the kind of legacy you leave. I mean, what do you want your legacy to be decades from now? What kind of a domino effect do you want God to have done through your life decades from now? That only happens when you trust him by giving, by tithing, okay? Um, Now, before we wrap up, I want to give you some answers to some common questions that literally everyone has when they start to tithe. Everyone, okay? So, um, let me give you some answers to these common questions. Here's the first question. Do I tithe on what I make before or after taxes? Okay? The answer is before taxes. Yeah. You tithe on what you make before taxes. Because you, you, you calculate your tithe based on what you make before expenses. And the truth is, your taxes are an expense. You just don't have a choice about it. Right? And your taxes do buy things, okay? It buys military protection. It buys roads. It buys government services. It buys, you know, fire and police protection. It buys, you know, politician vacation homes. It buys things, okay? You get something for your taxes, okay? You just don't have a choice. And besides, besides, when it comes to thinking about, you know, the net or the gross, do you want God to bless the net or do you want him to bless the gross? You want nest blessings or gross blessings? That's your choice, okay? All right, here's the next one. Um, Does my volunteer time count toward my tithe? The answer is no, it does not, okay? There's not an example anywhere in the entire Bible where someone's volunteering counted toward their tithe. Because look, the tithe is specifically about money. Volunteering is about serving which is a completely separate issue. Because look, you can't free your heart from the love of money by volunteering more, but then keeping everything for yourself. Right? That wouldn't work. Okay, here's the third one. Um, Or next bullet point. Well, Pastor Mike, I support lots of other charities. So does that count toward my tithe? The answer is no. Unfortunately, it, it, it doesn't. And God's really clear about this, okay? The tithe is supposed to go to his temple. In our context, that would be the local church. So look, if you support other charities, that's great. Especially if they're Christ-based charities. My wife and I, we support multiple other charities, but we do that in addition to what we tithe to the church, okay? So, um, look, I want to challenge you. Obey God and yield your finances to his control. Because look, it's not about the money, okay? It has never been about the money. I honestly, I don't know how I can say any clearer than that. It is all about your heart. It's all about your heart and letting your heart being fully committed to following God. Look, when we started this series, only one out of eight families tithed. But with all the people that have taken the tithe challenge, now that number is a little bit more than three out of every eight families are tithing. And we started the the series, only four out of eight families were actually giving anything at all. And now that number is a little bit more than six out of eight families are giving something. So look, would you join them? If you have not taken the tithe challenge or if you are not giving yet, 
join them. Because I'm telling you, God is looking for people whose hearts are fully committed to following him. Look at this last verse as we wrap up today. 2 Chronicles 16.9, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So look, be the kind of person that when God scans the world over and he looks at you, that he says, hey, there's one. He follows me with all his heart. Look, there she is. She's following me with everything she has. With all her heart, she follows me in every area of her life. Be the kind of person that when God scans the world over, looking for people that are following him with all their hearts, that his eyes land on you. And God says that what he does is he takes those people and he strengthens them. He gives them more strength to follow them with even more and deeper, long-lasting commitment. Be that kind of person that says, God, I give you my whole heart. With my whole heart, I trust you with all things. And that includes giving. Bow your head, close your eyes. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you. First off, God, I want to say thank you for the people in that church that I grew up in that gave, that provided a place where I could hear about you and understand you and grow my relationship with you and how that started a huge domino effect that affects all of us even today. So I thank you for that. And I ask God that you would take a little boy or a little girl that's, that's here this morning, back in our kids' ministry, back in our youth ministry, and you would use them to do great things that we, we, we can't even possibly foresee. And that for all of us, Father, you would help us follow you with our whole heart. That with all of our heart, God, we would follow you and trust you in all things, including giving. And I ask you to do this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.